um, how well customers respond to it. I, I, I was a little young to remember it, but, but in the early 2000s when uh, GM introduced Quadrasteer on the, the original Sierra Denali, which uh, I think is a pretty collectible truck these days, um, you had you had some customers that they would they would be towing and they would uh, accidentally jackknife and things like that. So I think there's going to be a learning curve with it. Uh, no crab mode, uh, crab walk mode. Interestingly, it's, as far as I'm as far as I can tell, all the hardware is there. They just uh, they they didn't add in the, the feature to articulate all the wheels in the same direction to do a crab walk. But the Silverado yeah. truck isn't going to have that. And you've got you've got the mid gate. The interior, I think, is even though they they've revealed the new interior for the twenty two model year, uh, Silverado gas. I think it's still fantastic. Uh, it is, it, going back to what you said, it's a luxury play. I mean, you've got incredible uh, uh, heads up display capability. You have Super Cruise. Um, just yeah, all up and down. It's, it's, it's a luxury vehicle. Yeah, yeah this is a fancy thing. Manny, thanks for joining us as always, and have a great weekend. Henry, thank you again. All right, so we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour. On the other side, we're going to be talking about car colors with BASF. You're on Car Radio, 910 AM. Have you been denied credit or hit with high interest rates? A low credit score happens to many of us, and millions of people are victims of incorrect items on their credit reports and don't even know it. That's why you need credit repair now. Our proven process has resulted in past clients seeing on average 11 negative items removed from their credit report and a 40-point increase after the first four months in our program. Call now and request your credit report and credit score for free in minutes. Call 1-800-783-9197. The day you lose your strength is the day you lose your independence. Muscle is lost with age, affecting your energy, balance, and mobility. Before you know it, you're depending on others just to get through the day. But you can reverse and prevent muscle loss. Introducing MyoHealth, a revolutionary proven approach to increased muscle strength and function in as little as 30 days. Live life on your terms with more energy and confidence. After a serious health issue put me down, MyoHealth's getting me back up again. I'm doing activities that I haven't done for a long time. It really works. MyoHealth is a safe, natural dietary supplement. The result of decades of research and 24 human clinical studies. You can live stronger at any age with greater strength, mobility, balance, and energy. Call or go online now and take the MyoHealth 30-Day Strength Challenge. Listen up, America. Are you or a loved one suffering with an addiction to alcohol, opiates, prescription painkillers, or other drugs? There is hope. Medication-assisted treatment is proven most effective for opiate addiction recovery. Utilizing medications such as methadone, suboxone, and subutex, combined with inpatient treatment, you can achieve lasting recovery. Most insurance is accepted, so call us now. Please call 800-625-5860. WFDF Farmington Hills, Detroit. 910 AM Superstation, a division of Adele Media. 
Who else but 910 AM can give you this much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. You are on car radio. Full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. We've got a great lineup for you today. Best car radio show in all of Michigan. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 910 AM Superstation or Adele Media. Welcome back into 910 AM Superstation. You're on car radio with Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on here for our second hour. Give us a call, 313-778-7600 if you want to join the conversation. And we've been talking a lot of oily bits uh, with cars from uh, the Silverado EV to the Subaru WRX. But let's, uh, let's talk about color. Let's talk about the first thing. That strikes you when you see a new vehicle. It's the uh, it's the color you wanted in, and uh, we got our good friend Paul Chornet, uh, Chorney joining us uh, from BASF. He's the lead color designer for North America. Paul, how are you? I'm doing well today. How are you, Henry? Doing good. Uh, good to have you back on the program for our annual chat on what uh, is appealing uh, to folks color wise in this industry. And, you know, Paul, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, you guys have put out your uh, report for 2020 on the most popular colors, not only in North America, but worldwide. And when I was growing up, uh, my father would say, tell me, never get a car in white because white will show up every scratch. It will show up all the, uh, all the dirt and muck that you get on the car. Uh, always get a color like silver or beige because they won't show blemishes the way white does. And yet white is by far the most popular car color. That's correct. We've seen that uh, in our most recent popularity report that just issued. White continues to maintain its dominance in the market. So when you say dominance, what, what percentage of vehicles in North America and worldwide are colored white? Well, it varies a little bit from region to region. Uh, what we're seeing is that uh, in uh, many of the regions, uh, we have quite a strong uh, influence of white where it ranges anywhere from uh, 25, 30 percent of the popularity upwards to 40, 45 percent. And, again, it varies from region to region. In North America, it's about one-third of all of the colors that are on cars right now, which is pretty significant. Yeah, it really is. And uh, presumably the uh, the next popular uh, 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 colors are, are, uh, are, are black and, and silver. Um, what do you deduce from that? Is, uh, do, why, why do people like uh, predominantly neutral colors? Well, we've been trying to analyze that over the past years, especially with this trend continuing where these so-called achromatic, black, white, silver, gray, tend to be very strong in the overall popularity. 
And there's a couple of reasons for that. I think uh, one of the things that drives that is what people perceive as the appropriateness of a color as it goes on to a vehicle. And by that I mean uh, vehicles tend to continue to show a lot of high technology to them. And people associate some colors like silver or black with that. So it's the projection of the image of what a car is and how it should be appropriately colored that tends to get people to want to have a car uh, in that color space. The second thing uh, that we think is important here is the overall longevity, how people uh, want to keep their cars, what they plan to do with them, if they want to resell them, and how the marketability of that goes forward. In addition to that, it's cars that may have the longevity of a color being important for a longer period of time. So instead of these large swings like you see in other markets, like in the textile or fashion industry, you want to keep your car longer and you may want to be able to buffer those switches and changes and swings and color preferences in other industries and be able to manage that with your car. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And there are you know, a, lot, a lot of practical uh, reasons at play there. People are investing this kind of money in a consumer product. Um, as, as you look across uh, continents, uh, as, as, as you say, white is, is the dominant color no matter what continent you're on. But then what, what, how do you see cultures affecting color? I, I would assume that you would see a lot more vibrant colors, say, in the United States, just because there's, there's so many different cultures in this country. There's such an emphasis on individuality. Uh, do you find that uh, tracks with, with your color popularity? I think culture has a bearing on that, and also uh, the uh, predominant uh, preference for car body styles. They also have an influence on that. So certain colors work well with uh, body styles that are maybe smaller. Another type of colors may be more preferred for sport or SUVs or pickups, and that also plays an important aspect in what the different regions are looking for coloristically. All of that really comes together and really adds to that. The other thing that maybe I haven't touched on that's an important thing to remember is that when we're talking about these color families, that family has a lot of, uh, let's say, variation within that one color space. So, for example, a white is not just a plain white a plain non-metallic white. There are a lot of metallic whites and you can push them into very coarse, warm-looking whites. There's very cool, neutral-looking whites that have different effect pigments that work together to generate a certain effect. Oftentimes it's very subtle, but it's still very seeable and it makes a connection with the consumer and that also adds to that preference for that particular region. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned in your report that blue, which is the uh, most popular chromatic uh, color, has 170 different variations, uh, I think, in the, that are on offer in automotive right now. And I, and I noticed in this last year uh, a, a, a trend toward, I, I call them clay colors, so sort of these muted blues, 
uh, muted greens. I just had a Ford Bronco in my driveway I was testing, and they call it Area 51 Blue, which is uh, a very striking uh, a clay blue that that's, uh, seems to be, have become popular across models. Blue is a very versatile color space. If you compare it to something like red, blue looks very elegant or it looks very sporty. It looks very eye-catching, and it has a very strong connection to the car owner and to the brand because you can stretch it in a lot of different directions. It's not uh, additionally to what you were saying, which is a, a muted or maybe a desaturated color. You could make it also very strong and saturated. You could also push it into the reddish shade. You can push it into the more greenish shades. So it really has a lot of options for the car manufacturer to really capture what's trending coloristically in other areas and build on that and bring that together to the brand image that the car maker wants and make that connection to the ultimate consumer. Blue has a very good uh, ability to do that. Yeah, my, my wife will love to hear that. She uh, She's a big fan of blues. So the more blue options, uh, the better. Uh, Paul, you, you've also uh, put together a report looking at color trends and what the market is going to see three to five years from now. Uh, what do you see coming? We see a lot of continuance in variations, whether they're subtle or whether they're more expressive. We see colors trying to be more playful. We see subtle gradations of color not just in lightness, darkness, but also now in hue, the actual color. Slight shifts, depending on how you look at the car, gives you a different impression. And remember, a car is a very large surface that is being coated with a color, and there's a lot of elements that go into designing the shape of that car with the contour lines, etc. Our job is to try to make the color work synergistically with the shape of the car and also bring about those special things. So our projections for the future is that we have much more ability to bring these complexities, these subtle differences with new pigments to capture all of those different things to continue making colors look fresh, expressive, bold, and inspiring. Yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous palette you have to play with, and, and there's so many different cars uh, coming on the market now with different shapes, uh, with the electrification uh, options coming. I, I've been struck on the interior of cars, uh, particularly in the luxury segment, there's been a move toward um, giving the driver the ability to change the lighting inside the luxury vehicles from green to purple to blues, um, at, at the Consumer Electronics Show last week, BMW introduced uh, something they're calling e-ink technology that allows the vehicle to change color on the outside. How, how are they doing that? Uh, we don't know exactly all of the details. Uh, I know what uh, they've been putting out on the web, and I'm not going to speak for BMW on that, but I understand that what they've taken is they've taken a concept like a digital paper, and they've wrapped that around the car body. And then with a flip of the switch, you can get uh, somewhere between a black look 
all the way grading over to a white look. So black, gray, and white. Yeah, that's got to be pretty exciting for you. Uh, um, <laughs> you. You can look at a look at a single vehicle and start thinking about how uh, how subtly a car can blend from one color to another. That must uh, open up a lot of possibilities for you at BASF. Absolutely, and I think that that's one of the ways that color technology can make significant leaps forward, where technology enables you to change the color depending on whatever it is, um, whether it's your mood or whether it's something that you want your car to look like that day or whether it's whatever you're putting on social media about yourself, you have the ability to do that. And to have the option to make the bespoke color selection for your car offers really limit, unlimited possibilities for the car owner. This is great stuff. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that wouldn't that be something if a car's color could respond to your mood? That'd be, you know, you could when a car starts turning red, you know, to uh, back off a little bit. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's getting ready to read, uh, uh, really. Sure, if you read what people are writing about social media, a lot of that seems to come forward. <laughs> um, and the other thing uh, you see in color these days is uh, move to two tone. Uh, increasingly cars um, that are going for a different color on the roof and to the body. Uh, do you think that's going to continue to be a, a trend going, to, uh, uh, going forward? I think so. I think that uh, anything that gives the ability to uh, provide more options to the market from a coloristic standpoint is going to generate interest and it's going to appeal to the consumer base. People look at color from a very emotional standpoint, and if you talk to somebody about color, and if you really ask them, well, what do you like about this color, or what's your ideal color, you're going to get a lot of different answers for that. And the ability of car makers to offer those options to the consumers is going to help drive that, and it's going to enable the industry to continue moving forward. Color has a big part of this, and we're really happy that these options continue to be looked very positively for. Yeah, last question for you, Paul. Uh, as you look back on this last year, obviously a difficult uh, year for, for uh, folks, difficult last two years uh, for folks uh, as they were kind of adjusting to a new normal. Um, did you see that? Uh, show up in in uh, color at all, or or does people seem pretty optimistic about the future? Uh, I I see both things. Obviously, what happened over the last year with um, more limited options for what is being produced on cars, whether it's the volumes or whether what's available in the showroom, had a definite impact on what people ended up buying uh, over the last year or so. But I also think in light of everything that's happening, people want to sort of break away from that, come back to this new normal, and really take a look at color and look at it very optimistically. People really want to express that optimism, and we think that color is going to continue to marry that very strongly. We hope that the car manufacturers are going to continue moving forward with new color directions and give the market a lot of diversity and a lot of really expressive and optimistic and playful colors. Yeah, that's good stuff. 
Paul, thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. Thank you. The same to you, Henry. Take care. Bye. That's Paul Shorney with BASF. He is their lead color designer for North America. We're going to take a break and pick up again on the other side with Eric Peters. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free with no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage, at no extra cost, you could also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-571-8580. That's 1-800-571-8580. So you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. And all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet, are included with tuition. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? If so, you may qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. The Fresh Start Program is one of the biggest tax breaks the IRS has offered. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150 to see if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Their team of tax experts and attorneys will get you the best tax settlement possible. Call 800-685-6150 now to learn if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150. 800-685-6150. Are you drowning in debt? struggling just to make minimum payments? It's not your fault. Serious debt can happen to anyone, but there is hope. Our debt-free program has helped thousands of good people, just like you, eliminate their credit card debt. Call us today and we will dramatically reduce your credit card debt down to just a fraction of what you owe. The call is free. The consultation is free. Take control of your credit debt. Take control of your life again. Call now to see how our debt-free program can work for you. Call 800-872-5230. If you or a loved one underwent hernia surgery between 2010 and 2016 and then suffered serious complications, call right now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Complications associated with FISOMESH include chronic pain, infection, adhesions, mesh migration, reopening of the hernia, and other serious injuries. Call right now. Call 1-800-799-2091. Again, that's 1-800-799-2091. Attention, in July 2018, Bayer announced that it will be halting its sales of Assure. The Assure birth control may break or migrate after insertion, puncturing the fallopian tube, resulting in corrective surgery to remove the device. Thousands of women have reported debilitating health problems to the FDA. In April 2018, the FDA restricted sales of Assure to protect women and required that patients receive risk information. Please call 800-425-9539.
They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. Back into content AM, the superstation, you're on car radio. And, uh, you know, for, for those of us who love cars and uh, love the car business, uh, we, we enjoy uh, the manufacturing, the design, uh, getting out on the twisty roads out here in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Midwest and, and enjoying, uh, enjoying our vehicles. But Washington, D.C. is always there, always there. Uh, regulating the vehicle, uh, trying to uh, affect our consumer choices. And we're joined now by Eric Peters, who is over in that part of the country and can give us some good insight about what's going on uh, in Washington these days, both from a regulatory perspective but also uh, from this big pileup uh, that Virginians just had on uh, Interstate 95, uh, pileup in snows a little little strange for uh, those of us out here in, in Michigan where salt is always at a ready for a snowstorm. But snowstorms are a little different in uh, Virginia. I can attest to that. I used to live over in Virginia uh, along with Eric, and uh, he's on the line now to join us. Eric Peters, how are you? I'm good, Henry. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to uh, great to have you on. And uh, you're, you're living down in Roanoke, Virginia these days, but you've got your pulse on Washington, D.C., wrote a, wrote a wonderful piece for the American Spectator uh, recently talking about these new 55-mile-per-gallon uh, mandates uh, coming down the pike uh, from the automakers. Tell us about them. Well, they're an elaboration of the, and this is a bureaucratic acronym that I know you're familiar with, but people who are listening right now may not be familiar with, the, the CAFE or Corporate Average Fuel Economy Edicts that have been uh, afflicting the car business since the 70s when somehow uh, the government decided it was the government's business to decide how much how much gas your next new car was going to use, irrespective of the fact that you were buying the car and you're buying the gas that goes into the car. Uh, they started out, I think, around 27.5 miles per gallon. might have been, no, it was 21.7, excuse me. And it's been kicked up ever since then, and most recently, they're talking about pushing it to 50 or more within just about four years from now, by the 2026 model year. And what this is going to serve to do is be an, a de facto ban on pretty much all cars except electric cars and gas-electric hybrids like the Prius, because they're the only vehicles that can make that cut. 
So, uh, and, and, you know, I think these, this 55, uh, I think originally it was called 55 by 2025, as, as we, uh, we heard it explained um, here in Michigan. And this was back in 2009, and the EPA sort of took advantage of the fact that the federal government had taken over the uh, GM and Chrysler automakers, and so they imposed these really strict rules. And now we're getting close to uh, the drop-dead date. Uh, as you say, it's uh, 55 by 2026 now. And when I talk to automakers, they really are concerned about these um, rules coming. They, they have they have real teeth. They have real fines associated with them. Uh, what, what happens to an automaker in 2026 if they don't make a uh, non uh, if they don't they, they don't make their 55 mile, mile uh, per gallon average. Well, that's where it gets really clever. Rather than pass a law, let's say, that forbids internal combustion engine vehicles or, let's say, V8-powered vehicles, they simply posit this regulatory standard that the vehicle has to average, let's say, 50 miles per gallon. And if it does not, what happens then is that the manufacturer of that vehicle gets socked with what are called gas guzzler fines. And these fines then, of course, have to be transferred or folded into the price of the vehicle and transferred to the the end buyer. So you can still buy the car. The problem is you may not be able to afford it. And the less affordable vehicles become, the harder it is to sell them and the harder it is to justify making them. And that's one of the reasons why you probably caught this the other day, Stellantis, which is the parent company of, of Dodge and Chrysler and, of course, Ram Trucks and Jeeps, has announced that they're going to stop making the Hemi V8, which is the heart of the Charger and the Challenger as well as a number of other vehicles, because they simply are, it's impossible for them to comply with these mandates or even come close to them. Yeah, and we've, we've kind of seen this steady march toward uh, four-cylinder engines, Eric. Uh, uh, V8s have, uh, have largely gone away. V6s are now uh, an endangered species. Um, and, and, and so I presumably, the way you move on uh, to this new uh, mandate is by electrifying, not, not 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 producing an electric car, but electrifying your your four cylinder engine. That's only going to drive cost up, isn't it? Of course it is, and we already see evidence of that. If you look at a lot of the new uh, luxury vehicles, if you look at the mid tier vehicles, models like the the BMW 5 and the Mercedes E, you'll see they're already resorting to some degree of mild or partial hybridization, as they style it, and this is jacking up the price to the point where these cars are well over $50,000, and for your $50,000, you're getting a 2.0-liter four-cylinder engine with a mild hybrid setup. And, you know, once upon a time, and that wasn't that long ago, about 10 years ago, it was just uh, automatic. But if you paid that kind of money for a car, the least you were going to get was a V6, and most of the cars in that class offered a V8. Now if you want a V8 engine, you pretty much have to spend nearly $100,000 to get it, so what's happening is a kind of Sovietization of the American car industry where only the very, very affluent and the very well-connected are going to be able to drive cars like that, and the rest of us are going to drive, if we drive anything at all, uh, these tiny and very costly little hybrid or electric vehicles. But, uh, but, but of course, this is a total disconnect with how Americans live. <laughs> I mean, Americans really live in their cars. So... Uh, you know, when you go back and turn the clock back, Eric, uh, you, you re referred to the uh, CAFE laws that came into play in the 1970s. Uh, they, they proved to be very difficult for automakers, but ultimately they found the loophole. You know, and uh, uh, brilliant guys like Bob Lutz and uh, uh, some of these uh, product marketing 
uh, folks figured out there was a loophole, and they started making making lots of SUVs in order to get around the CAFE laws. Um, what, what do you think the loopholes might be uh, going forward that's going to allow automakers to continue to produce vehicles that consumers want? I don't think there is one, unfortunately. They were able to, and I'll put this in air fingers quotes, get away with it uh, the last time because of that loophole that you mentioned, which set aside a different regulatory category for what were called light trucks. And some growing people in the industry realized, well, we could take a pickup truck and we could enclose the pickup truck, uh, the bed, and put seats back there and then call it an SUV. And the SUV replaced the big American rear drive V8 car that cafe rides have pretty much extinguished. And, you know, for 20-something years, we got to enjoy that. But then they changed the regs, and now all vehicles are subsumed under the same regulatory category, and so they're all required to meet the same standard. I think the only loophole that exists now, and I wrote about this a couple of months ago, is a kind of Cubanization of uh, the American car scene where people cling to and hang on to their older cars and keep them going uh, indefinitely by hook or by crook, and there'll be an aftermarket to support this and perhaps even some kind of an underground where people make parts and so on uh, that are necessary to keep these older vehicles going. I myself have got uh, a now 20-year-old Nissan pickup, and I'll never get rid of the thing. I love it. It doesn't have all this obnoxious, suffocating, and uh, economically obsoleting technology in it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, maybe there's just going to be this big aftermarket. I mean, we've seen this already uh, during the chip uh, shortage, uh, where it's been hard to get new cars. We've seen this, uh, the, the, the used car market has, has become much more uh, valuable. So, yeah, maybe there'll be uh, this sort of parallel uh, aftermarket uh, for people who will kind of continue to retrofit their gas-powered cars. Eric, uh, hold on the line there. We're going to take a break here. And on the other side, I want to talk to you about that big pileup on I-95. You're on Car Radio, 910 AM. The 910 AM app has been integrated with Alexa and is now live in the App Store. To use 910 AM on your Alexa device, you can say Alexa commands in two ways. If your Fire TV device has a microphone button, you can hold down the microphone button to say the commands. If you've linked your Echo or Echo Dot to your Fire TV, you can use the trigger word Alexa without pushing your microphone buttons to say commands. Start listening to 910 AM Superstation now from the comfort of your home. Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA. Another bright idea from Bulbhead, the ultra-bright, tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output. The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux. That's 40 times more. We're going to drop it hundreds of feet from this helicopter. It hits the tarmac, and it's still working. That's what I call a tough flashlight. Heavy downpours, mud puddles, even extreme temperatures are no match. You could spend over $100, or the Atomic Beam USA can be yours for just $19.99. With free lifetime guarantee. Order now, you can double it and get a second Atomic Beam USA. Just pay a separate fee, and we'll even ship them to you for free. Atomic Beam USA is just $19.99. Order now. Call 1-800-638-2619 to get your Atomic Beam USA. Call now or go to Atomic Beam. So call 1-800-638-2619, deluxe version available, order now. 9 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 
200 spots for $500, but they must air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. We all love fried food, but the problem is all that excess oil and fat can cause you to become overweight. Well, now there's the Cook Light Aero Fryer, an amazing kitchen miracle that uses air to fry instead of oil, so you can have the same delicious flavor and crispiness of deep frying using little or no oil. Get that deep fried taste and crispiness with up to 70% fewer calories. Enjoy crispy, delicious fries with little or no oil, guilt-free onion rings, cheesy and delicious mozzarella sticks. Call now and bring the Cook Light Aero Fryer into your home, including the Cook Light Aero Fryer recipe book, the unique patented dual tray, air frying mesh basket and tongs, and stainless steel extender ring. You'll get it all for five easy payments of $29.95. Be one of the first 500 callers and get this 13-piece knife set a $175 value yours free. Try Cook Light Aero Fryer for 30 days. If you don't love it, send it back, but keep the 13-piece knife set. It's our gift to you. We're in the next 10 minutes and we'll include free shipping. Call now or go online to air2fry.com. That's air2fry.com. Welcome back into Car Radio. We're joined by Eric Peters at ericpetersautos.com. And Eric, I, I, uh, I left the uh, Washington, D.C. area about 20 years ago, and I got stuck on I-95 a few times myself yeah. uh, from uh, ice and snow. But when I left 20 years ago, the smart people in Washington, D.C. were tell, telling us that by now uh, we'd be having snowless winters in, in uh, Washington because of global warming. But it sounds like you guys, it sounds like the East Coast is still getting pounded by snowstorms. Yeah, you notice that. And they also changed the verbiage, of course, to climate change, which nicely encompasses anything that happens, whether we get warmer or cooler. How convenient, as the church lady used to say. <laughs> so, uh, so um, uh, you know, the, the weather in Virginia is, uh, is, is, is generally pretty, pretty moderate. And so, as a result, there, there are only a couple of snow plows, I think, in the entire metro D.C. Uh, area. And sure enough, they got Hit again here uh, uh, last week, made national headlines. Um, uh, what's going on there, 995? Why can't they clear the, well, why can't they clear the interstates? Well, there was an epic pileup, and I'm not sure exactly why. It was a concatenation of factors. Apparently, uh, uh, Governor Northam, who's still the governor, uh, had not had the salt trucks come out in anticipation of the snow, and then for one reason or another, once the snow began to fall, they couldn't get enough trucks out on the road, and that may have had something to do with uh, not having enough people to drive them because of these COVID mandates. Uh, regardless, ultimately what happened was this, this, this blizzard just kind of came and hit ferociously and quickly and dumped about a foot of snow along the I-95 corridor and shut it down, basically, for almost the entirety of the 100 miles between D.C. and Richmond. And so all these people were trapped in their cars for, I think, as long as 27 hours in some cases before they could clear the roads and get them back on, uh, get them back on track. And I got to thinking about that and thought, thinking about, well, boy, that's bad, but it could, be, it could have been a whole lot worse 
if people were trapped in electric cars, which is something that we're going to have to deal with in the next couple of years as electric cars continue to be force-fed to the market because, as you know, uh, electric cars don't go as far as conventional cars and something else people aren't told much about, everything that's in an electric car is electrically powered, including the heater. So if you use a heater, you're draining your batteries. And if anybody who's got a heat pump or baseboard heating in their house knows, those things suck a lot of power pretty quickly. And now you've got a real problem. It's in one thing to walk down the road to get a five-gallon jug of gas. How do you get a gallon of kilowatt hours back to your electric car? Yeah, that's just a real challenge. And my email lit up with um, with comments like that from readers. I mean, pe- people figure this stuff out pretty quick. And I, I, I actually, uh, I've got a garage full of uh, gas cars, but also have uh, own a Tesla Model 3. And uh, mm-hmm. as, as owners of electric cars know, uh, range falls dramatically uh, when you're when you're in cold weather. Falls by tw- about 25, 30 uh, percent below 30 degrees. And then there's that infrastructure problem that, that you talk about. It's not as easy just to go up to the next exit and come back with a two, two-and-a-half-gallon uh, jug of gas. I mean, that, that strikes me as a real challenge, not only in, a, in a, an event like uh, I-95 just had, but also, say, in a, in a hurricane where people are uh, having to leave homes and travel uh, great distances. Infrastructure becomes a real issue. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the vaccines in that we're only allowed to hear about the putative benefits, but we're not allowed to hear about any of the risks or downsides, which is problematic because it makes it difficult to exercise due diligence and perform a cost-benefit analysis for your particular circumstance and decide whether it makes sense. I'm often accused of being anti-electric car, and that's absolutely not the case. I'm opposed to electric cars being forced, and I'm opposed to media not telling people about the limitations as well as the benefits of electric cars. I think in some cases electric cars are a great idea. You know, if you live in the city, let's say, and you've got a relatively short commute, and you know when you get there you're going to be able to plug in and, and all of that kind of thing, sure, it's great. But on the other hand, you know, if you're somebody who has to travel long distances, if you're somebody who likes spontaneity and you don't have to plan your day around recharging, it might not make sense for you. It might be better to get a standard car or a hybrid car, and I think that people should have the choice to whatever suits their needs rather than be told by the government that you're going to have this and you can't have that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that reality is uh, uh, going to become more obvious to folks. Uh, as, as you say, electric cars are, are fabulous things, uh, particularly in a, in a metro environment. Um, the folks I know that own them also have a gas car, so they can go on on long trips because gas cars are just inherently uh, uh, better equipped for longer trips. Eric, I really appreciate your your joining us, and uh, and we hope to have you on again soon. Well, thank you, Henry. It was great to catch up. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's good uh, good fun. You can find uh, Eric's writing. He's a prolific writer. You can find him all over the web, but his uh, website is ericpetersautos.com. I encourage you to check out uh, his website. Some really thoughtful stuff there. All right, for our last segment today, we're going to go back to the Subaru WRX that we were talking about in the first hour with Harvey Briggs. I got to test this uh, fabulous uh, car out in California, and I sat down with Michael Reddick, who is the product line manager for the Subaru WRX while I was out there in California, and we talked in depth 
about Subaru's latest uh, pocket rocket. All right, this is Henry Payne for 910 AM radio out in California. A uh, beautiful place to be this time of year out on the coast. Uh, joined by Michael Reddick, who is the car line manager for Subaru. And we're driving the wonderful new Subaru WRX. And it just goes by name WRX these days. No more no more Impreza, right? This is a very different car than the Impreza. That is correct. Uh, so this is just the Subaru WRX. And uh, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy driving it today. Well, we've driven it... Uh, Driven it quite hard coming up here, Michael. We uh, <laughs> went across some wild uh, roads. I mean, not quite dirt rally roads, but uh, some pretty good rough uh, uh, country roads up here in California. And the all-wheel drive system's just marvelous. Um, this thing's at at at, uh, at home when it is rallying. I mean, that's that's where WRX really began, right? Yes. Uh, we began rallying with uh, the. Subaru Legacy once upon a time in the in the early 90s and uh, realized that car was a little bit big, so we switched that to the Impreza, and uh, we went from Rally Sport to WRX, uh, which is uh, stands for World Rally Experimental, and since then we've been off to the races, and uh, the WRX has moved further and further apart from the Impreza to really focus on that rally heritage and uh, become a better sports compact car. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting how uh, this segment, uh, this is my favorite segment, I think the best all-around cars in the business are in this $30,000 sweet spot with performance, with utility, uh, good technology uh, in, in the vehicle. You guys uh, got a lot of st- nice standard features uh, on the, on this vehicle. Um, but it, it seems like brands are really starting to separate. They understand the halo value. Uh, Golf doesn't even make a standard sell a standard Golf in this market anymore. They just do GTI and Golf R. And you guys are really trying to separate WRX and STI. Yeah, so we realize that uh, uh, if you have one vehicle, it needs to do duty as what it is. So say, for instance, an Impreza is uh, a day-to-day, daily driver, uh, commuter vehicle that needs to be very economical. So we want that vehicle to do that job. And then WRX is uh, uh, an all-purpose, all-weather uh, sports compact car. So we want that vehicle to do its job as well. So you've seen uh, several of the manufacturers kind of hone in on uh, their compact performance offerings. And uh, knowing our customer, we're doing the same exact thing. Uh, this, this this particular generation uh, is a big deal. I mean, there's a lot of new stuff uh, going on with this uh, 2022 WRX. Start from the ground up. And what, what are you guys doing with the chassis? Uh, so the very first thing is that this vehicle moves to the Subaru Global Platform. Uh, so this is the first time that we've had a WRX on this new modular platform. And there are so many benefits from this, uh, including uh, much stiffer uh, chassis, increased rigidity, uh, allows us to improve ride comfort. Uh, we have new suspension set up, like the stabilizer uh, bar being mounted to the body instead of the subframe, uh, reduced rollover. Just the benefits go on and on and on from moving to the global platform in and of itself that make this a much more dynamic vehicle, but also improves uh, ride quality and, and uh, drivability. Uh, so that is probably the biggest thing to start. And then, of course, we have new engines uh, or new engine revised transmissions uh, and then just adding a lot of uh, features and content to the vehicle as well. Yeah, it's it's really a comprehensive uh, redo. I, I'm really struck by the exterior. I, re- I really like it. 
but I think it's going to take some getting used to folk uh, uh, for folks, um, you know, who kind of come into a sports car looking for for really clean uh, fenders and lines, and and uh, you, and you've you've sort of added a cladding style touch uh, to this vehicle that echoes some of your off-road uh, wilderness vehicles. Ta- talk about that style approach a little bit. So the cladding that we've added to uh, to the WRX, it, it does serve a function. There is an aerodynamic uh, improvement that we've been able to achieve by adding this cladding to the vehicle. Uh, but our customers are very focused on having a car that doesn't look like something else on the road. And at times we've launched a WRX and uh, there will be some uh, dissatisfaction initially with uh, that whatever we're doing that's different from the market. But then the next thing uh, we know, the customers are really, really keen on it and are endeared to it because when it is out on the road, it doesn't look like anything else uh, that's come before it or anything else that's that's going to be driving next to it. Uh, so we've, we've added this functional aspect to the vehicle that does look a little different. And for some people, it may take some getting used to. And then for others, are going to be drawn to it immediately and be- All right, we will continue our interview with Michael Reddick on the other side of the break here on Car Radio. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has answered calls for recovery and treatment 24-7, 365 days a year. If you're depressed, drinking, using drugs, or taking pills, call now and talk to someone who cares. I had problems just getting to sleep, drinking, and using pills every night. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Most insurance covers substance abuse. You can get back on track. Call now for hope and help with proven general recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I have something to hold on to for strength. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call 800-379-4799, 800-379-4799. Hi, I'm Joan London with A Place for Mom. Over the years, we've helped thousands of families find senior care, and today's senior living communities have never been better. With amazing amenities like movie theaters, exercise rooms and swimming pools, public cafes, bars and bistros, even pet care services. And nobody understands your options like the advisors at A Place for Mom. These are local expert advisors that will partner with you to find the perfect place and determine the right level of care, whether that's just a helping hand or full-time memory care. Best of all, it's a free service. Call today. A Place for Mom. You know your family. We know senior living. Together, we'll make the right choice. Call A Place for Mom right now to get our free ebook on financing senior care as well as a free referral for senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-436-2907. That's 1-800-436-2907.
My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. All right, we rejoin our interview with Michael Reddick, product line manager for the Subaru WRX. Like, wow, this is so much different than anything else, uh, and it's also functional as well. Yeah, I, I think it looks great, and it's very, it's very distinctive uh, on road when you see the car. Um, you guys come into the market with a rear-wheel drive uh, BRZ Subaru. Yes. Uh, this is sort of your second sports car uh, with the WRX, and then leading up to the to the big uh, winged uh, STI. Uh, how does that customer different uh, uh, dr- uh, picking up with a BRZ uh, and a WRX? I mean, they're they're sort of in the same price point. How how do you uh, sift those those different customers? So if I were to kind of take the two and and put them separately. Uh, one of them is more of a, a scalpel, and that would be uh, that would be the BRZ. It's pure, uh, lightweight, rear-wheel drive, and with that, obviously, uh, it's a two-plus-two, two-door. There are some compromises that, that happen there for people in certain life stages. If you've got kids or something else like that, it may not be the, the first go-to vehicle. And then WRX, on the other hand, is a multi-purpose tool. It is all-wheel drive. Uh, it offers lots of space on the interior. So both keep the Subaru values, but you'll find that they are customers that are both fairly young, but maybe in different stages of their uh, of their lives, uh, where you've got a WRX customer that may be more likely to uh, start a family, but is not willing to, uh, uh, you know, lose their soul and go into a minivan or something like that. Uh, they're looking for quite a bit of practicality, but something that will give them enjoyment and that they could maybe take and go autocross on the weekend, just take the car seats out or leave the car seats in, uh, uh, whereas uh, BRZ, that person is in in a different life stage and uh, young, but that 2 plus 2 works for them. Uh, They may never put a car seat behind them in that car, and then when it's time, maybe they trade up to a WRX. And then STI, obviously, is taking WRX to the next level, uh, just doing that much more with it. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, this is a little, you know, a little, little uh, more mature customer than a BRZ, but it's still a very young customer. I think it's the uh, average age thirty-seven buys this car, which is encouraging to me. I love, I love manual uh, cars, and like eighty-five percent of your take rate for this vehicle is manual. So yes. clearly, thirty-year-olds are, are yes. driving manual. Yes. Uh, so this vehicle, actually, for what we would call uh, performance car market, so this is running the gamut from uh, a Miata all the way to a nine. Uh, the WRX has the youngest customer uh, in this performance car market uh, altogether. So, for as we know, more and more uh, manufacturers are dropping manual transmissions on their performance cars. Uh, yeah, Ferrari, which you know has always been the pinnacle of performance and offers no manual transmissions. Uh, so, with the WRX customer, we are finding that they still very much 
value uh, a manual transmission. For those young somethings that are interested in driving a manual, uh, they really have just a handful of go-tos, and uh, WRX is clearly one of the ones that's most important to them with that 85% take rate. Uh, our customers really gravitate towards the manual and the WRX. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great number. Um, and, and you're doing some interesting things with your CVT, uh, CVT also. I mean, you've, you've had production delays. We're not going to see uh, the GT till uh, uh, next year, but it uh, sounds like you guys are doing a big upgrade there with the, with the, with the automatic CVT uh, option. Yeah, so the uh, Subaru Performance Transmission makes its debut uh, as an automatic with this uh, generation WRX. And like you said, it's a little bit behind production-wise, uh, but we've made extensive changes to that that really improve uh, its ability to downshift quickly, upshift quickly, uh, to be able to uh, spend more time uh, under uh, stressful conditions like being at a track or autocrossing. Uh, we've added a transmission cooler on, on the uh, uh, Subaru Performance Transmission starting at the premium uh, trim level. So this just makes for a much more enjoyable uh, daily driver with shifts that rival uh, dual-clutch transmission. So it's a it's a wholesale change from the uh, prior uh, automatic that was in the WRX. Yeah, yeah I can't get, wait to get into that. Uh, last question for you. I'm, I'm intrigued by the all-wheel drive system on this vehicle. Uh, a lot of all-wheel drive uh, systems on vehicles these days. It's an SUV market, but most of them are, are transverse engines, front-wheel drive cars that are just kind of throwing uh, throwing drive to the back wheel when needed. This, this is a very different layout. You guys are much more like a premium Audi. Yes. So uh, for us, all of our layouts are uh, longitudinal, so the engine is up front and the transmission is uh, behind, uh, which then allows us to get the power going out uh, to the wheels, front and rear, equitably. Uh, so the power split, there's no torque steer. Uh, and then because all of our all-wheel drives are, are designed as all-wheel drive from the get-go, we're also able to keep the weight down for the systems. We don't have to have uh, extra transfer case, cases and uh, you know, additional uh, hardware to route power around. Everything is compact and uh, is able to put power to all the wheels all the time. So not a front-wheel drive car that will just wait for slippage and then move power around. Uh, all of our vehicles with all-wheel drive are, are shifting power around, uh, but all-time all-wheel drive. It's a great package. Uh, Michael Reddick, line manager for Subaru, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, that will do it for us today here at Car Radio. Happy New Year to everyone. Great to have you in 2022. Uh, I am Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. I look forward to joining you the next time. In the meantime, keep the shiny side up.
The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. <laughs> the oldest, the strongest, 50,000 watts, only urban talk radio station in town. WFDL. 19 a.m. superstation lineup like no other. Sports, law, history rights, and justice. The Card Guru. Movies, 